Hey, I'm Michael, online pastor at Silverdale Baptist Church, and I'm excited to welcome you to our podcast. Now, after you listen to this episode, I hope you'll stick around for just a moment. I'll be sharing about some resources we have for you, as well as a few things going on at Silverdale right now that we would love for you to be a part of. Now, I really hope this podcast is just what you need today to help you in your relationship with Jesus. Good to see all you guys. Um, if you're joining us online, thank you as well for being with us today. And um, let me just invite all of you to um, get out a Bible or get out your Bible app. And um, man, we're going to be looking at a lot of different verses today. So you can, I'd also encourage you to get out your worship guide and you can, you can take notes and follow along if you want to do that. But um, we're in this um, series that we've, we're calling Reason to Believe. And what we've been doing over the last several weeks, and we'll do for several more weeks, is we're kind of giving evidences for the Christian faith. We're answering some of the difficult questions, I don't know, some of the difficult questions that, that, that people may ask, or maybe even questions that you have yourself. Um, I remember the Lord saved me, and I'm going to church, and I had some questions, but I was kind of embarrassed to ask them, and so I just pretended like I knew them. That worked really good until they asked me to lead a Bible study. <laughs> and so I was like, well, I don't know, you only go so far. But these are just difficult questions. And um, today, today we're going to look at it. We're going we're to look at a, a difficult question. Here's a difficult question. Um, hey, here's the question. Here's the question. Here's the question. It's a simple question. Who is Jesus? Th- that's the question. Who, who is Jesus? That's a legitimate question that someone can ask you. You're hanging out with non-believers, whatever. They'd be like, Man, who is Jesus? You keep you talking about Jesus. Christians talk about Jesus. Who is Jesus? My friend says Jesus is this. You say Jesus is that. Television shows shows Jesus in some other capacity. Who's Jesus? Who's Jesus? And so, uh, let's talk about Jesus. You know, of course, we talk about Jesus every week. But let's specifically answer this question: Who is Jesus? Because the the reality is, there's a lot of different opinions out there, a lot of different perspectives about him. There, there is all over the place. And, and honestly, it's not really that surprising. Um, Jesus himself, he, he said it, he, he said it several times in the gospels. He said, the, he said this, here's what Jesus said. He said, for many, not a few, many will come in my name saying I am the Christ and will mislead many. So he's not going to mislead a few, he's going to mislead a lot. In addition, the Apostle Paul in 2 Corinthians, he warned us as well. He said, there's going to be a lot of different perspectives about Jesus. There's going to be all these different opinions about Jesus. There's going to be some false Christ, some false impersonators of Jesus. So we don't been told all that. So it should not come as a great surprise to, to, to you and I, because Jesus and Paul, they, 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 were, they were right, man. Amen. Today, the opinions and perspectives of Jesus 
are really innumerable. So let's, let's, let's talk about Jesus. Let's talk about it. Who's Jesus? Who's Jesus? Who's Jesus? Who's Jesus? Well, here's what we're going to do. We're going we're to walk through this. We're going to start kind of on a base level. And then we're going to just build upon it. And then you have to decide who, who, who is Jesus? Who's Jesus? All right. So let's begin here. Let's just begin base level. Base level, man. What are the basic facts about Jesus. Basic facts. What are the basic facts that, you know, people will not probably disagree? These are some of the basic things that, you know, everyone's going to generally agree on, all right? For starters, this may surprise some of you. It may not surprise some of you, but the name Jesus, it's not really a unique name. It's not that unique name. It's really not not necessarily an uncommon name. Um, even today, people, people are named Jesus, um, not so much in the English language, but in other languages, it's not uncommon. Um, in Latin America, um, you, you can run Jesus, Jesus, and maybe you've heard that, but um, even in the Islamic world, um, Jesus is a pretty popular name, Isa, that's Jesus. You know, Isa, it's not, I've been in the Middle East, I, I meet Isas that are Muslims, I meet Isa. So that's not a, now. Now, in all fairness, both those are named after Jesus of the Bible, but that's still the name Jesus. Um, but two thousand years ago, it wasn't an uncommon name in, in 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 Israel. It wasn't the name Jesus. It's derived from the Old Testament. It means it, it means Yahweh God is salvation. That's that's what it means. Okay, that's basically what it means. It's a beautiful name. That's a beautiful name. Um, and so that's what it is. 2,000 years ago, like I said, a young boy, it would not be uncommon for his name to be Jesus. Archaeologists have unearthed, check this out, 71 Jesuses, Yeshua's, from the same time period that Jesus died. So that's not uncommon, all right? It's not uncommon and it appears many times in the Old Testament. Now, here's an interesting thing. It makes things even a little bit more complicated. Um, and who does it? like to make things more complicated. They often, in seminary, they say, you know, your, your job is to make things less complicated. I'm not for sure I do that all the time. But this is interesting. In English, the letter J is only 400 years old, right? It's only 400 years old. Like back in the day, they didn't have the J sound. They just didn't. I'm a Jones, man. That's just, that's, that's relatively new, all right? Now, I realize, I'm, gonna t- I'm telling you that, and you know, you're probably thinking, I don't know, that kind of messes up some of the songs we sing, right? Because they would have pronounced his name Yeshua. Yeshua, that's the name. When you, once again, turn on the radio, Christian station, there's not a lot of songs about Yeshua, but nonetheless, kind of messes things up. He would have been called something like, I don't know, Yeshua bar Yosef, right? Jesus, the son of Joseph, or better yet, even Yeshua Nazariah. Jesus of Nazareth. I mean, that's in the Bible. I mean, you guys, you got so many, there's so many, there's so many Jesuses running around. They're like Jesus of Nazareth. That's in the, not the Jesus from Bethel, not the Jesus from Jericho, the Jesus from Nazareth. It's not that uncommon, but we do know this Jesus here, Yeshua bar Yosef, right? Jesus, the biblical Jesus. We know this. He was born about 2000 years ago. That's not really debated. He was born in a poor rural town. His mother, she was poor, Mary, she was poor. She wasn't married. She was legally betrothed to Joseph, but they weren't married. We know that Mary and Joseph, once again, these aren't really debated things. They were deeply religious. They loved the Lord God Almighty. 
We know that Joseph adopted Jesus as his son. We know, we know Joseph, his father, was a carpenter, stonemason. There's some debate about exactly what he was. Bottom line is the man loved God and his, he had calluses. He got calluses on his hand. That, that, that's, that's his father, right? He loved Jesus. He, got, he loved the Lord. And he had calluses on his head and, and hand. And by all accounts, Jesus had a pretty, he had a pretty normal childhood. There was nothing uncommon about it. He, pro, he played, I'm sure, with his brothers James and his brother Jude. Once again, not uncommon names. Those are Jesus, James, Jude, not uncommon names back in the, the day. Now, we don't know for sure, but most likely as he got older, he probably worked alongside his father, all right? Now, the question is, a lot of people, everybody, what did Jesus look like? You know, what did Jesus look like? There's all sorts of pictures of Jesus. What does Jesus look like? Well, we don't know exactly. Isaiah the prophet says, this is interesting. There was no beauty or majesty in him that would attract us to him. So broadly, Jesus just a, he was a normal looking guy. Normal looking guy going off to work, I don't know, maybe with a little lunch box, you know, I don't know, got his tool belt, I'm not, I, I'm not for sure. But he, but he got up early, he worked really hard, and he came home late, you know, that's what we know broadly about Jesus. We know about the age of 30, he begins his public ministry. And that broadly looked like he got, he's preaching, he's healing, he's performing miracles, and eventually he was killed because he claimed to be God. That's broadly, no one's going to really disagree with that. In first glance, that's his, that's his resume, and it's kind of simple. It's simple, right? Like, he never traveled really far. He never had a political office. He never wrote a book. He never married. He died poor. He died homeless. That's Jesus. That's Jesus. Who is Jesus? Well, that's broadly who Jesus is. That is who Jesus is. No, no, not broadly. That's who he is. No one's going to debate this. But this is where things start. I don't know. The train, <laughs> the train starts coming off the track. Let's look a little bit more. That's basic facts. Let's look at what are the beliefs about Jesus. What are the beliefs about Jesus? You can go to, I don't know, 100 different places, ask this question. You might get 100 different answers because everybody's got to perspective. Now the perspectives about Jesus, they kind of fall into two categories, you know. You got secular perspectives and you've got I would say religious perspectives, all right? Secularly, right? He's Jesus is popular, man. He's popular. He's really popular secularly. He he is. He's in pop culture. Now, they don't use him necessarily in a biblical honoring way, but he's all over the place. He songs, I'm not talking about Christian songs. The amount of non-Christian songs that he is prominent in is there's many. You're going to be on TV, you got Jesus on TV, not necessarily Christian, and movies as well. And it is really, as you, you know, it's really, it's, really, it's really popular to flippantly use his name. I was, you could do the research. I was thinking about this, but I was, I was listening to podcasts. I was in a podcast a, a while back, and there's a, a guy on the podcast, and, um, and he's, not, he's not a Christian. I think he's an atheist. But it was interesting. He used Jesus' name a lot. I mean, a lot. And I'm sitting there and trying to understand. I'm not understand. He used, and I think a lot of people do this, instead of using the word wow or the word amazing or that's incredible, he would use Jesus' name. It's weird. You no, know, it is weird. Like, you never, you never, you never, you, like, like, tell me, tell me, you're going to tell me something amazing. You, I'm not going to say, John. You don't do that. 
Wesley. We don't do that. But yet this guy, he's just throwing around the name of Jesus, right? And so that's kind of sec in the secular world, but religiously and spiritually, the opinions and perspectives of Jesus, they're all over the map. I just want to just share with you some of these. You can, you can, you can study all this, all right? Liberal Christians would broadly say, who's Jesus? And Jesus is a good man, but not the God man. Jehovah's Witnesses would say Jesus is a created being. A Mormon would say he's not eternal God. They would say he's a polygamous man, half-brothers with Lucifer, who eventually has become one of many gods. A Unitarian Universalist, who's God? They say, he's not, who's Jesus? He's not God. He's what's Well, you can look on their literature. He's a moral exemplar. He's an example. Scientologists, they would say, they would say, once again, I don't know what this means. You can study it if you want to waste your time. I'd say just ignore it. But anyway, they say he's an implant forced upon a Thetan about a million years ago. Don't know what it means. Don't ask me. Baha'i, manifestation of God, but not God. Buddhist, not God, but enlightened. An enlightened man. Once again, I'm not for sure what an enlightened man is. I got some... Theories, I think, I think, I think an enlightened man, I don't know, I don't know, likes, likes tacos. That's an enlightened man, I don't know. Hindu would say, well, not God, enlightened man like Krishna. Muslims would say, Jesus is not God, that he's a man and that he's a prophet. They would say he's a prophet, but he's a lesser than prophet, pro, prophet than Mohammed. And we can go down the list. We can go down the list. So we can go, we can, we can, we can go down the list. All right. All right. And those are just some of the perspectives of Jesus. But to be sure, all religions do not say the same thing. They don't. At least about Jesus, they don't. I don't care. People say all religions are basically the same. They're not basically the same. Amen. They're not. That breaks down real quickly. I don't care. Listen, my goodness. I know I'm if you're watching, and people, people even watching this, whatever, online, they're like, he's preaching to the choir. I know I'm preaching to the choir, all right? I, I like it. <laughs> but no, so I'm not telling you anything new. But listen, it's interesting to me. You get one group saying Jesus is this. You get one group saying Jesus is this. They contradict each other, yet they both say both are correct. Somebody got to be wrong, man. Somebody's got to be wrong here. So, who is Jesus? Who is Jesus? Okay, okay, follow me, follow, follow me here. Here's my thinking. You ever had someone say something about you behind your back that wasn't true of you? I know you all have. You all have. But when that happens, you sometimes think, well, why don't they just ask me? Let me speak for myself, right? Ask me. Well, that's good. That's what you should do. So why don't we just let Jesus speak for himself? I mean, he can speak. He has spoken. Why not just let Jesus tell us who he is? And so that's what I want to look at next. What does Jesus say about himself? That's really all that matters. It really is all that. What did the guy say about himself? And then you can take it or you can leave it, but at least you got some honesty in the interrogation. All right. Well, Jesus said clearly and apologetically, we're going to unapologetically, we're going to look at this, that he's God. He's God. I'm going to look at today, we're going to do this rapidly, but we're going to look at six claims that Jesus said about himself. He goes, this is me. You don't, you don't, you don't have to go ask your neighbor. You don't have to Google, whatever. You don't, I've said it. 
It's bound together. All you got to do is read it. All right. Now, there's many more than these six. In addition, each six of these we could spend a whole sermon on, or maybe multiple sermons on. But Jesus, Jesus, who are you? He's like, let me introduce myself. First thing, Jesus said he came down from heaven. I didn't say that. Jesus said that. John 6, 38. Here's what Jesus says. For I, for Jesus, have come down from heaven. Verse 41. Look at this. Therefore, the Jews were grumbling about him. Verse 42, they were saying, is not this Jesus, the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? How does he now say, I have come down out of heaven? That, that's, that's a good question. No, those guys, that, that's a good question. Like, Wait a minute, Jesus. We know your mom and dad. I saw you, you used to go to school. You used to go in front of, you used to go in front of my house on your way to school. And didn't you build my aunt's, I don't know, deck on her house? Jesus, we know you. Why are you sitting there saying you, you came from heaven? That's what he's saying. That's what Jesus is claiming. You go, I came from heaven. That is my house. That's his house. Now, heaven is God's house. And Jesus claiming to come down from heaven, he's saying he existed prior to us seeing him. Before he came down, he going, hey, listen, I'm not just simply a man. And to be clear, if we were to study that, you would understand Jesus isn't saying, hey, listen, I just peeked into heaven. That's not what he's saying there. Say, I come from heaven. Now, there's a lot of different people who've claimed to peek into heaven. Muhammad claimed, you know, one occasion, Muhammad said, well, you can, anyway, he said he peeked into heaven. Not Jesus. Not Jesus, man. Not Jesus. Jesus says, that's my home, man. That's my abode. That is my casa. That is my address. That's my neighborhood. That's where I'm from. Heaven. That's where I'm from, right? He's from heaven. Let me tell you something. That is essentially the difference between Christianity and all religions. It is. All religions are men, humankind, trying to work their way up so they might get into heaven, peek into heaven. They're going, it's work, 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 work. I got to do something. Christianity is the only religion where a good God comes down to some bad people and saves them. That's Jesus. Absolutely. Yeah. Hey, listen, number one, Jesus says, hey, I come from heaven. All right, that's, that's, I didn't say that. All right? Someone's sitting there, you want to tell me, hey, Jesus, just a good man. I don't know. He said he came from heaven. I don't know any good men, simply men coming from heaven. But two, he said, Jesus, second claim, Jesus, man, Jesus said some crazy stuff. Jesus said he was sinless. That's what Jesus said. You imagine saying that? You imagine, I've never sinned. I've done everything I was supposed to do. I have not done anything I was not supposed to do. Never said a bad word. Never had an impure motive. Never had an unclean thought. Imagine that. I can't even say that about the last 10 minutes. You know what I'm saying? Jesus, John 8, 46. Here's what he says. This is Jesus. He goes in front of a huge crowd. You got his enemies, family, everybody, friends. But he says, which one of you convicts me of sin. Imagine that. Nobody says anything. Nobody, nobody can convict him of sin. Nobody came forward. I didn't even think about that. I, mean, I, I, I would never do that. If I sit there and I'll see, if I sit there and I go, who here can convict me of sin? 
there'd be enough people, I don't know, coming forward, we might could start a small country, you know? And my siblings would be leading the way, right? They know. You hear that, you hear that, you hear that. People say no one's perfect. People say no one's perfect. Well, Jesus says, except for me, except for me. Muhammad said, I'm a sinner. Gandhi says, I'm a sinner. Buddha said, I'm a sinner. Krishna, I'm a sinner. Billy Graham, I'm a sinner. Jesus says, I'm not. I'm not, I'm not. What an extraordinary claim to make. And nobody disagreed, man, nobody. He even had enemies there. None of them, none of them. Third claim, who is Jesus? Well, Jesus said, Jesus said he could forgive sin. That, my friend, is a bold statement to make, right? That's a bold statement. Now, today, I don't know, there's many who claim that maybe they can help with, I don't know, the effects of sin or whatever. I don't know, get rid of effect. I don't know. Catholic, maybe you can go to a priest and confess. Muslim, you go to Mecca, you march around a big old rock thing. You got Hindus, get in the Ganges River. Ganges River is a pretty nasty river, man, but that's what they say. Mormons, you got to go to a temple, temple and be baptized within the temple, right? Jesus says, hey, you ain't got to do none of that. You ain't got to do any of those things. None of you, you don't got to do any of that. Jesus says, I forgive sins. Look at Luke 5, 20. Seeing their faith, he, that's Jesus said. Look what he says. Friend, I got to tell you something. I just got to stop, man. Don't you long for the day when you hear Jesus call you friend. We are his friends by faith in Christ. We're saved. But to hear him, friend, that's my, that's my savior. Friend, friend, your sins are forgiven you. Come on. The scribes and the Pharisees began to reason. And <laughs> they're smart. They are, they are smart. They start thinking, saying, who is this man who speaks blasphemies? Who can forgive sin but God alone? Yeah, yeah. They're, they're pretty smart. They are. They concluded correctly. Uh, who who going to be able to forgive sins except for God? No one. Only God can forgive sin. Why? Why can God be the only one who forgives sin? Because ultimately your sin is only against him. He's the only one who can pardon you because he's the only one you've been sinning against. All sin against God. Therefore, God is the only one who can forgive us. When Jesus claims he can forgive your sin, he's sitting there saying, hey, I am God. They reasoned correctly. Fourth, fourth claim, Jesus said he will judge all of humanity, including me. Jesus claimed on the final day of judgment, we all gonna be gathered in front of him. I don't know what it's gonna look like. I, don't, I can't even pretend to understand this but he's gonna be the final judge. Look at Matthew 5, 31. Here's what he says. When the son of man comes, now that's how Jesus identifies himself and it goes back to the Old Testament, but in his glory and all the angels with him. You know the angels with them? That's pretty amazing. Then he will sit on his glorious throne like a king does. It's altogether proper for a king to sit on the throne. Before him will be gathered all the nations. That's all the people groups. And he will separate people from one another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. Oh, man. 
Yeah, when, when you die, guys, we all going to die. This is one of the truest things I, I say, but I like to say it because it's a good reminder. I will probably, I might do some of your funerals. And I may attend some of your funerals. And some of you may attend mine. But we're going to die. We are going to die. And we will face the judgment seat of Christ. Jesus claimed to be the final judge of the world. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, man. That does not sound like a simple prophet or some enlightened individual. It appears to me that he is God. And he says so much. Fifth claim. Jesus said he was the eternal I am God. This is so clear God described himself in the Old Testament as I am. This means he's eternal, he's always existed. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus takes the term from the Old Testament that God only used for himself and Jesus applies it to him. Look at John 8, 56. He's talking to the Israelites, the Jews, the, the, the Jews there. He says, your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day and he saw it and was glad. So the Jews said to him, you are not yet 50 years old. And have you seen Abraham? Jesus said to them, check it out. These two words, truly, truly. That means pay attention. I'm about, about, to, I'm about to lay down some facts. I'm going to rain some truth down. That's what truly, truly, man. Listen, I say to you, before Abraham was born, I am. In, in Greek, ego, I am. He said, yeah, that's him. Absolutely. I'm God. I'm eternal. You guys say you, lo you love, all, you, man, you're all loving on Abraham. You know, you always, you love, you love you some Abraham. Let me tell you something. Abraham worshiped me. I know. Jesus, like, I may look to be 33 years old, whatever, but I existed prior to that. Man, how's that? How do you do that? I'm God. I'm God. That's a clear statement. He's God. Sixth, yeah, come on. Sixth statement. Sixth claim. There's so many more. Sixth claim. Jesus said he was one with the Father. Jesus, if I can impress this upon you, and I'm not making this stuff up. Like, it's, it's, it's in a book. Man. It's in a really popular book. I'm just recounting what Jesus said, right? And all the Jews believed that there was one God, Father, and all of humanity, but Jesus claimed to be one with him, and by doing that, he's claiming to be God. John 10, 28, here's what he says. I, big claims, big claims, Jesus. I give them eternal life, and they will never perish. That's what Jesus says. That's an amazing claim in and of itself. Verse 30, I and the Father, what, are one. He, he claims to be equal to God, and they understood it. Here's the deal. Some people read this and they're like, he's not claiming to be God. Well, clearly he's claiming to be God because look how they respond. Verse 31, they understood. The Jews put, picked up stones again. I love that word again. Not the first time they've been picking up the stones to be stoning Jesus, but again, we're gonna do it again, Jesus, to stone him. Verse 32, Jesus answered them. I showed you many good works from the Father, God the Father. For which of these are you stoning me? The Jews answered him, for a good work we do not stone you, but for blasphemy. Here we go. They knew it. And because you, look, being a man, here's the claim. They understood it. Make yourself out to be God. 
They knew it. That's what he's claiming. Why you guys, why you guys keep trying to kill me? Because you keep saying you're God. I am God. That's what he's saying. And once again, you can look at all the world religions, all the world religions, leaders, they none claim to be God. Buddha did not claim to be God. Krishna did not claim to be God. Muhammad did not claim to be God. They none of them. In fact, they assured all their followers, they go, I'm not God. Jesus, in contrast, clearly repeated, repeatedly said, I'm God. And people kept trying to kill him. That's six claims. We did that rapidly. We do much more. I still got the question, who's Jesus? How, how am I to respond? We got the claims. We got what he's saying. He's God. He gives eternal life. He doesn't have sin. He forgives sin. He's going to, he says all this stuff. Once again, claims, claims. What proof is there? Well, that's where I want to look next. Four, next. What proofs, what proofs does Jesus have? There's three. There's three. We'll just, we'll just, we'll just, relatively rapidly. Three, first, Jesus fulfilled the prophecies. He did. We talked about this some last week, right? But all through the Bible, all through the, there's all these prophecies. Jesus fulfilled them all. 53, 53 prophecies that Jesus specifically fulfilled. I mentioned this last week. Last week I said this, if you just fulfilled eight of them, one person, the possibilities of that is astronomical. I mean, you know what? I just, I just want to read some of these fulfilled prophecies. Isaiah 9, 7. He's going to be from the line of David. Born in Bethlehem, Micah. Minister in Galilee, Isaiah. Minister of miracles, Isaiah 35. Teach us with parables, Psalm 78. Be betrayed by a friend, Psalm 41. Sold for 30 pieces of silver, Zechariah. Forsaken by his disciples, Zechariah 13. Accused by false witness, Psalm 30. Five, wounded and bruised, Isaiah 53, beaten and spit upon, Isaiah 50, hands and feet pierced, Psalm 22, crucified with criminals, Isaiah 53, cast lots for his garments, Psalm 22, his side was pierced, so specific, Zechariah 12, buried in a rich man's tomb, Isaiah 53, resurrected from the dead, Psalm 16, 53. There's more, we could go on and on and on. In fact, I'd say that, I'd say that, I don't know, I don't know how you do this experiment, but I'd say this, I'd say this. If you didn't have the gospels and all you had were the 53 prophecies from the Old Testament, and I ask you, could you write me a story? Could you tell me what the man who fulfills all 53 of these is gonna look like? I guarantee you, whatever you came up with is gonna look very similar to what the gospels actually say. That's Jesus, that's Jesus. Second, Jesus's miracles is tested to his claims. They did. Hey, Jesus, Jesus is a great leader. Teacher, his ministry also included the, the miraculous. Jesus pointed to those miracles as proof that he was, in fact, the son of God. Let me read to you John 10, 36. This is cool. This is great. I love you say, that's Jesus talking, you are blaspheming because I said I'm the son of God. He said, you say that? You guys all saying that? You all say that. Verse 37. If I do not, if I do not do the works of my father, do not believe me. Verse 38. But if I do them, though you do not believe me, believe the works 
so that you may know and understand that the father is in me and I in the father. Once again, I'm God. We're the same one, the same. Believe my works, right? Believe the evidences. Man, you see them. You see them. You can touch them. You can, man, you're sitting there. I don't know. Some of you, so you can sit there. You can sit there. Some of you done drank the wine I turned in from water and you're going to sit there and question me. You sit there and saw me feed 5,000 with a couple of loaves and bread and fish. And you're going to say, you don't believe me. Listen, you, if you believe my works, right? All through the New Testament, time and time and time again, all say the same thing. You see the works, you see the evidence. We see Jesus. Jesus has power over creation. He's got power over demons. He's got power over sickness. He's got power to read the mind. He's got power to predict the future. He's got power to raise the dead. Jesus saying, hey, if you don't believe my words, look at my works. Look at my works, man. My ID card. I'm God. How are you God? I did. I walked on water. I don't know. It's God. But Jesus staked it all really on one thing. Final thing. Jesus' resurrection proved his claim. It did. It did. If he's not raised from the dead, then he's a false prophet. But if he was, then he's God. Look at John 2, 18. The Jews then said to him, I love this because we still do this. Give me a sign. Give me We all want signs. Give me signs. What sign do you show us as your authority for doing these things? Jesus answered them, destroy this temple. And in three days, I will raise it up. He was speaking of the temple of his body. Destroy this man. I'm going to raise up in three days. Now, even though he's done, done all these miracles, you know, all the miracles, everybody testifying. Everybody see those miracles. Everybody see them. Everybody know the miracles, man. Everybody see those miracles. I'll tell you, if you're not going to believe them, say, you don't believe that, I'll tell you what you can do. You kill me, man. Crucify me. Three days, I will be raised from the dead. And that, my friend, is exactly what happened. We could talk about that for days and days and days and, and, and days, right? Well, several weeks ago, I talked about it, but all the his primary historical documents from the first century all attest to the resurrection of Jesus Christ. There is not one shred of evidence that anything to the contrary occurred. You don't get to the second or third century before anyone even starts to say anything. And I do, man. I, and once again, this is a rabbit trail, but it's not uncommon. Every now and then, someone else come talk to me and Talk to me about, I don't know what, like, like the gospel, well, you know, these, these, other, these, other God, these other books of the Bible. What about the gospel of Judas or whatever? I'm like, what about it, man? They're like, it's contrary to the, the other four gospels. I'm like, yeah, it was also written 500 years later, man. <laughs> I mean, it's not, it's not Bible. You can bring me the Da Vinci codes, man. You can bring me any book you want to. I don't care, man. It's not Bible. Don't matter. First century documents, first century people, everybody across the board. He was dead, dead, and then he was alive, alive, and hundreds of people saw it. Hundreds of people. So who is Jesus? Well, you have to decide. We all do. That's the greatest question above all other questions. Who is Jesus? Do you believe he's the son? Do you believe he's the Christ, the living God? I want to share with you a quote. I'm going to close out with a quote here. This is from an, an atheist philosopher. He was, he came to faith. You, he's relatively well known among us, but C.S. Lewis. Here's what he said. Just listen to this. You must make your choice 
and it's true. Either this man, that's Jesus, was, and he is, the Son of God, or else a mad man, or something worse. You can shut him up for a fool. You can spit at him and kill him as a demon. Or you can fall at his feet and call him Lord God. That's, that's, that's where I'm at. That's where I'm at. I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe because of the miracles. I believe because of the prophecies. I believe because of the resurrection. It's interesting, though. When God saved me, I was pretty unfamiliar with all of that. Power of God, man. The God, the Spirit. I heard that gospel. Heard that guy cracked. You hear that guy standing in front of me. I told you the story. Travis, you're not awesome. I don't know, dude. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? See my bicycle out there? It's pretty cool. And he shares the gospel with me in the hand of the living God revealed to me the depth of my sin and my dirtiness and his holiness and that my only hope was Jesus Christ and I bowed that knee and I repented of my sins and I called upon him to save me and he did and he's good and I'll tell you right now if you're watching or listening if you don't know him if you're here today and you don't know him I, I implore you repent and believe he is God he gives eternal life Let's pray, guys. Father God in heaven, thank you. It is not surprising because Christ told us that there would be distortions and there would be people claiming things that just simply were not true. I pray that we would be a people. Don't listen to all the chatter, chatter. We go, we go, we go to Bible. What did Jesus claim? What did Jesus say? In my prayers, if there's anyone here today or listening or watching or however they might be hearing this, that if they don't know you, Father, I pray that you overwhelm them. I pray you convict them of their sin and I pray that you save them. I pray they would repent and they would believe. And we ask these things in the name of our Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. Well, I hope this was helpful to you. If while listening, you realized you need to take the next step in your relationship with Jesus, we would love to help you with that. You can connect with us by clicking the link in the show notes to our website and then clicking the connect card button. In our weekend worship services, we are in a sermon series called The Seven Commands of Christ. Jesus gave dozens of commands and as followers of Jesus, we should obey all of them. Over the next several weeks, we are focusing on seven that will change your life. We would love for you to join each week at one of our campuses or you can attend online. You will find service times by clicking the link in the show notes to our website. You know, there's so many ways for you to get involved and be a part of what God is doing here at Silverdale. And we really want you to feel welcome and a part. So please stay connected. Be sure to like and follow us on the different social media accounts. You'll find all the links in the show notes of this episode. And lastly, help us spread the word about this podcast. Take a moment to share this episode with your family and friends. Again, we appreciate you listening and hope you will join us again next time.